Welcome back to the Chasing Tone Podcast. I am your uh, person on the other end of the microphone, Brian Wampler. And my the actual host is Blake Wyland. Blake, how are you doing, man? Wait, hold on. I Wait, can't be the that... actual host. Oh. Oh. I just I just don't feel like that's right. I can't defer is... to you whenever whenever I'm just punning, whenever I'm calling it in. I can't defer to you. Well, you can. Well, I don't know if we're going to like what the results of that are, but we can <laughs> certainly give it a try. Oh, we man. were just talking about podcasts and how they used to be a lot more difficult to get on, like to actually listen to a podcast. Because podcasts, for I, a lot of people don't know this probably, podcasts have been around longer than smartphones. Longer than the iPod. Well, longer than the iPod that was podcast capable, I believe. Yes. Oh, really? That I didn't know. I think so. I mean, well, hmm. I'm kind of talking up my butt a little bit, but I recall the very, very first podcast I had, which was, I think, called Indie Guitarist or something. And I think you can, if you go, I did some Googling the other day just to, out of curiosity. I think uh, there's been, it's been, you know, cataloged somewhere where you can listen to old episodes. I don't recommend it. It's pretty bad. But, um, but yeah, I did like 10 or 15 podcasts at one time under the name, I think, Indie Guitarist. And it was, it was not uh, it was not nearly as easy to make a podcast back then. As I was saying, you had to do the Eximal. You know, That's e- right. Eximal. Eximal. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, had a little feed thingy and then people would go to your website and click on click on the little feed thingy and try to figure out how to listen to it and not download the MP3, which at that time took about 45 minutes because <laughs> we're all on dial up. <laughs> Man, the glory days, the glory days of the web. I recall, you know, the old, um, you know, I would, I would download MP3s at night on Snapster. No, no, Napster, not Snapster. Snapster would be Snapchat and Napster put together. Uh, which would be a cool business idea. Anyways. Yeah, you um, can send each other files, but they only last 24 they hours. They last 24 hours. Exactly right. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Start those at night. Wake up in the morning. Some of them downloaded. Some of them didn't. It was great. Good times. Was, good times. Was a was a wild time. I never really did that. Um it was just like I always felt like, a I was I I I was like I don't know about this like it seems slight, slightly illegal and then also b I was like this takes way too long I could ride my bicycle to the store and pay eight dollars and be and have the CD by <laughs> by the time this thing downloads tomorrow. Oh man, yeah, I was I you know I would I would um, I downloaded everything I could possibly think to download. And then Metallica stepped in and threw you in jail. Well, that's the thing. I remember there were – because then you know people started throwing a big fit because pirating and illegal, right? And um, I recall there were news reports where people were getting like big-time jail charges, yep. you know, getting sued bigger than life for stealing this stuff. So – Back in my day, that's what they did to people who listened to MP3s. <laughs> that's right. MP- MP3s are illegal. Um, no, it's a, it's just it's weird to see how things have changed because you know we are so involved with the internet and what we do on a day to day basis, and obviously people are using the internet to listen to this right now. It's it's kind of interesting because there's you know I'm one of the last 
generation of people, you know, not just, you know, not just my age, but, you know, the five years surrounding my age that remembered not having internet at all and like rotary phones and not, you know, not even having cable television. Like I didn't have any of that stuff when I was growing up. So I seen it all kind of come, come into mainstream and infiltrate our whole existence, which is a kind of an interesting path to have followed. You know, it's, it's funny as me being, you know, a ways older than you. I recall, um, <laughs> I recall having one of those old cell phones, the big brick looking things. Look like oh, yeah. a big brick. Yeah, man. The, the, and <laughs> this is so, so stupid looking back on it. We would get together like four or five guys on the weekend just hanging out and we would go somewhere like a parking lot and just call people. No, nope. like, dude, you'll never <laughs> guess where I'm at, man. You'll never guess where I'm at. I'm in the Pizza Hut parking lot right now, talking to you on the phone. <laughs> That's because it was like an amazing piece of technology at the time. Like, think, think about all the stupid things that people did when like FaceTime first existed. We're like, look at me, I'm up in a tree, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just, uh, it's. It's weird, man. Like it's it's weird. I remember watching Back to the Future and they had the basically what was FaceTime on there and I was like they'll never be able to do that cuz I like it. my experiences was were with like big huge chunky VHS cameras. Right. And I was like that's never going to work. How like that's that's a pipe dream. <laughs> now like I do it like 3 times a week with some somebody, you know. <laughs> yep. So that's the reminiscing part of the portion of the podcast. <laughs> yes, which is what everybody tunes in for. They love that. I did get some information. I got some information based on our, our last episode where we were both scratching our heads wondering how a Leslie cabinet works and yes. how the speaker could possibly spin without having wires get tangled up and stuff. Right. And uh, it makes a lot of sense if you think about it. It does it via... Um, so Co Schneider... Uh, of the Flippin' Flippers podcast decided to give me a call and inform me of the error of my ways. Uh, It doesn't use wires. It's like, he explained it a lot better than me, but it's like... Yeah, yeah, so far you're doing a pretty pretty bad job of it. I know, I know. (laughs) Basically, like, instead of wires, it's just, like, attached via, um, like, like a joint of sorts. Right. Like on a bearing system. Right. Basically. And so it's still electrically connected because it's metal on metal, but it allows it to spin around, basically. What that's about the, that's the really simple version of it. And somebody's out there is going, Wah! but that's the that's the the gist. Hmm. I think I require a more technical explanation of that, Blake. Well, call your local Leslie technician because he <laughs> will break it down for you but we were also we were correct like it's basically they either rotate the speaker like that like kind of on this bearing system or they do the baffle thing like what we were talking about where it goes where the baffle goes around the speaker and kind of simulates the same thing so for everyone uh who's wondering yes we did kind of figure it out eventually thanks to co thanks co thanks co you flipping flipper um All right, you were saying so, – uh, actually, it, never mind. You already said that. I was going to say you, you were saying something about the Leslie cabinet, but we just <laughs> yep, went through that. I sure, I sure was. I was saying something about the uh, the Leslie cabinet, and uh, I uh, that's all I have. 
That's all so, I really have. All right. So thanks for listening to the, t- I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I was looking through Quora. So no one knows this, but I'm a huge fan of this site called Quora, Q-U-O-R-A. Uh, question or answer is what that is supposed to be. And, um, you know, it's all different types of topics, all different kinds of topics. I happen to look through the guitar pedals and the guitar effects stuff quite a bit, as well as others. But for this podcast, let's stick with, with that topic. Um, the thing about this site, the quality of questions generally suck. Right. They, they're generally yeah. pretty bad. And, but I mean, a lot of the other topics are really good, especially like it, religious talks and political talks. Uh, read a lot of real estate stuff there, investing stuff, just all kinds of stuff, right? Because uh, generally a lot of people answering are are people that really know, that are doing it or really know a lot about it. You know, it's it's not like Facebook where you ask a question and some jackass will give you some stupid answer, right? Not that everyone mm-hmm. on Facebook's a jackass, but we all have that guy that posts on our page. <laughs> yes, here. they are. We- <laughs> <laughs> everyone on Facebook. <laughs> no. Everyone. <laughs> but I mean, but I, I like to see like what what do people outside of the gear circles? What what kind of questions do they ask? You know, like the people who aren't necessarily uh, um interested engulfed in it the way we are. Right. And and probably most of the people that listen to this show. Right. And it's it's kind of depressing because it's still like questions that I've seen for 20 years now. I mean, I mean so for example, I, and I do answer every now and then if it if there's if I can provide value in any way. So someone had asked uh what guitar pedal company is creating the most unique and adventuresome pedals? Oh, interesting. That seems like a a deeper question than what a non-gear nerd place would have but yeah that's most that's of the, interesting the, the typical question just so one knows is what is some information every guitar player should know uh, what's the best guitar multi-effects pedal and so on it's real general well you know it's we have to keep in mind too it's like yeah these are old questions but they're those kind of ones but they're never gonna die because right. and we don't want them to die actually because that means there's new people playing guitar who are you know they don't know where to go they weren't on harmony central back in the day you know they this is this is their their way of asking the same questions we did at one time that's true so I, I probably did ask that on guitar geek or harmony central at some point so <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah so there's always new blood coming in and while you know we're so wrapped up in it we're like oh this is a true bypass versus buffered oh, geez like well you kind of roll our eyes and shrug our shoulders like Eh, it's actually good because that means that guy's starting to dip the toes into the gear world, and and that's what we need. We need more more gearheads all the time. That's what we need. So, but you know, I'm answering. I'm like, all right. So, what does most unique mean? <laughs> like, define that. And what does adventuresome mean? <laughs> I mean, you know. It, and I said, here's a list of all the pedal companies that we know of right now. And it's a link to like the effectsdatabase.com that lists, right. <laughs> lists every company by, you know, that, that they know of by numerical symbol or, uh, you know, by, by letter. And of course, as you know, there's thousands and 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 thousands of companies on here, right? Mm-hmm. 
some dead, some alive, some in somewhere in between. But like, yeah, basically Bart over there has compiled he his finger is really re- like you think like we think we're on the pulse. Bart's way more on the pulse. Than way we are. more. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't see how he does it because, uh, you know, I think it's weekly. He sends out an email that says, here's the new companies this week. It's like 10 new companies or something. And here's the new pedals that have been released this week. And it's- I seriously don't know how he does it. I got to be I got to I got to tell you something and the listeners, I guess, uh, because they're listening. Um, Bart <laughs> is so on the ball. I, I know that I've like hinted at secret projects and stuff here and there that's, you know, over the last year or so, I've I've hinted at that on this show and various other places of the internet. Bart is already following one that like nobody knows about that I, I'm like, how, how did you find this? And how did you know that it was a pedal thing? Because nothing on the, on the feed is related to pedals currently. <laughs> So it's like he like just knows that it's going to be a new a new uh, company or or some sort of pedal related thing. And he just he's following it. I'm like, how did you know? How did you know? Have you ever asked him? No, Uh, not yet. I really am curious. Like, how do you find this stuff? You know, I don't I don't know how he found this. It's like it's crazy. But all that to say he's good. That's what we're getting. Yeah, it's a great site. Like for information, it is a great site. Basically. Every pedal that has ever been put out is on that site, um, you know. And it might sometimes it has video clips to it. Sometimes it's just a short explanation, maybe an old link or something. Um, but it also and it also lists out by other categories. So, for example, I told the person asked a question. I'm, I'm like, you can also search by model. So let's let's just look at synth type because I'm assuming that's kind of what you're thinking of. Um, and like, here's the companies that have re- that have registered this type of pedal with with the facts database or that they found. And, you know, so you click on the little linky I, I posted and uh, it shows all the different companies that have a synth type of effect. <laughs> and uh, as you can assume, there's a bunch of them, right? So anyways, yeah, I, uh, I, uh, I have, I have some thoughts on that question. Mm-hmm. In particular, as far as just like my opinions on who's basically making the craziest stuff. But, really? you know, it, it also depends. Yeah, I mean, it depends on on what you mean, though, because there's like there's people making synth type stuff like you talked about. But then there's also like crazy reverbs. And I, I don't know. The adventurous one is where that that label takes a turn for me or that question takes a turn for me, because I I do think there are some companies out there doing more, quote unquote, adventurous things. Um. I don't know if we want to talk about that or not. But. Sure. Yeah. My, my, my overall answer was basically electro harmonics is probably the bigger, the biggest and most popular that's, that's doing crazy stuff as well as normal stuff. Yeah. That's, that's a good answer too. electro harmonics has got some really out there things like the super ego and the Mel nine and the things like that. You know, that's, that's pretty wild. Um, I mean, we've talked about Maris before on this uh, this podcast. Yep. I still still love the Enzo. That's that's definitely a synth type pedal. But there are other there are other stuff you know bears looking at as well. Um, the Doctor Scientist Reverberator. I don't yep. know if you've seen that one. I have. Yeah, that, I haven't played it, but I've seen pretty, it. Yeah. yeah, I haven't played it yet either. That thing's pretty insane. You know, with the amount of different reverb algorithms they were able to pack into that, it's pretty nuts. One that I think has gotten uh, overlooked and um, I'm not really sh- not really sure how because it's pretty pretty interesting is poly effects 
out of Australia. Have you seen them? No, I haven't seen that one. Nope. They started with making this this uh, expression controller out of like like plexiglass type of thing, and it was pressure sensitive, and that was pretty cool. But what I think is more interesting is their their two pedals they came out with. And I think that the digital one is out now and the analog one is still coming or maybe I've got them backwards. But if you go to if you look up poly effects, you'll you'll find it. Um, but they've got like a, an analog multi effects and a uh, and a digital multi effects. And they both, you know, basically the analog is dirt and drive and compression and that kind of thing, preamp stuff, but it's got a touch screen on it and it's all like programmable and assignable and it just looks really, really nuts. And the, the, uh, digital one is, I, and I might be saying this wrong. I remember just, you know, in the haze of Nam, him explaining all this stuff to me. Uh, the digital one is the effects you would think that are done better digitally, you know, reverb, uh, is, you know, one, obviously some modulation stuff, there's delays in there. And again, touch screen, all programmable, it's really, really nuts. Um, hmm. Pretty interesting. And then let's see who else is. I haven't seen I could, that I, while you're while you're talking about that. I was looking. I was trying to look through the effects database to see if I saw them. I don't see Poly Effects. I see Poly Sound and Poly Expressive. Poly Expressive is the one I'm talking about. I okay. thought that maybe he had changed his name to Poly Effects once the pedals came out, but maybe not. Poly Expressive is the guy. That's and that's where he started. And I, I talked to him briefly. I'd like to get him on my show and talk to him more in depth. But he, he came from the synth world. And so all this stuff was um, really familiar to him. But he's, you know, kind of just getting off the ground in the guitar effects world. Hmm. But really, really interesting stuff. Yeah, I'm looking at it um, right now. Yeah, it is it's quite unique looking. It almost, um, I don't even know how to, yeah, I guess you described it the best way. It's, it's pretty unique. Yeah, just you're gonna have to Google it. Like, uh, there's this is one of the shortcoming short shortcomings shortcomings of audio, where I can't quite explain it exactly. But it's got a big old touch screen in the middle of the box and a couple switches and uh, two stomp switches. And yeah, just a, two knobs, two three knobs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's pretty complicated though. Really, really interesting concepts. Um. So he is definitely one safe to say. Obviously, you, you probably have to read the manual with that one. You that know? one you're going to need to read the manual. That's not <laughs> a. Uh, that is the the uh, not the uh, probably not the antithesis. That's probably not the right word, but it's definitely different, a completely different approach than what the terraform yes. is, it's, which is the I would call it the polar com- opposite effect. <laughs> yes. Yes. The Terraform was your attempt to make something complicated very, very simple, which seems to be the Wampler MO in everything. I dig that. a complicated concept and make it simple. I try. I try to, you know. the That one I'm really excited about. You know that. I don't want this to feel like a Wampler commercial, but I do. I'm really excited about the Terraform. Well, dude, you so I, I don't think maybe we talked about it the other day when we were on the phone. I don't think we talked about it on the podcast. So we just wrapped up the rotary uh, effect for the Terraform. Uh, so as some may or may not know, the one we had at NAM was a pretty, it, it was a prototype that was ready like about a day before, right? Meaning like all the hardware stuff was built. We had some basic programs that we were, that we were working our way through, but it just wasn't completely hundred percent ready yet. So over the past f- few months since NAM, um, 
basically been writing new quote unquote algorithms, which are basically just the sounds within the, the digital component. And um, yeah, the, the road, the rotary aspect of it, it's so unbiased if, of course, but it's really good. It really is really good. Um, and today we're actually working on, uh, we've got the Ottawa finish. We're working on the inflow filter. Mm. Ooh. Mm. I like that. Oh man. I'm telling you, it is, uh, sexy. If, if guitar effects, if guitar effects, you know, could look like something, this would be a sexy guitar effect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. I like that a lot. I like that. I'm really excited. I don't know. I, 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 I've said it a bunch of times in a bunch of different places. I'm so stoked on how that came out, and I haven't even experienced the uh, the updates yet. I just what? was playing it in stereo there at NAMM, and I was going, geez, this sounds great. <laughs> ah. I'm excited for um, the next one, too. The next one's going to be even better. I'll put it that oh, way. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> The the hardest challenge really so far is it's it's not making that sound good. The hardest challenge is putting everything that I want in there. Like I I had to drop some stuff right because there's only eleven different um, options, eleven different sound options. Meaning you know like chorus, flanger, phaser, auto swell, etc. Like there's there's only eleven, 11 like modes. Modes, basically. yeah. Let's call it modes. Um. And you know what I really would like to have is like a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I think that's go- called a. I think that's called a helix. Yeah, that's called a helix. But it, so you know, I'm not going to do that. That's not. I'm not trying to compete with helix at all. Um, but you know, I, I just it's it's hard to narrow down what exactly is going to be one of the eleven. That's hard. And right. then uh, the other thing is after doing after after getting everything done, putting everything together. Um, making it affordable is also very challenging. Yeah, because, no, I get that. Because at the end of the day, like I would love to, I would l- love to use processing that can do a lot more, but I really don't want to put out an eight hundred dollar pedal. Yeah, that's uh, it w- that's just is kind of the limitations. I know that was one of the things you were doing with it was trying to keep it at a lower price point with with the with features you know that uh, are up there with with some of the other more expensive ones, basically. Right. right. Yep. So, but I think, I really think people will like it. I mean, if you, if you like some of the, you know, I always tell people, if you, if you like the Mobius, then you'll dig it because it's, uh, to me, it's simpler to use, smaller. And, um, I like the sound of it better personally, but again, I am biased. So you, you, you better like the sound of it better. Or I would have to have a sit down, conversation with you not because the mobius is bad but i'd be like brian if you think the mobius sounds better why'd you make this thing like oh i don't know i was bored on a saturday (laughs) yeah who just decided to just dump a bunch of money into a really advanced project that's so yeah why not (laughs) this doesn't sound any better but but hey we did it (laughs) yeah so but the next one which i'm not going to talk about on air quote unquote um it's gonna be really good Really good. Re- really, really good. Yeah, it's gonna be. Really, it is gonna really be good. a little bit bigger because there's three stomp switches on it. Um, uh-huh. but the capabilities of it. Hmm. How do I put this? 
Ain't I ain't seen it been done before. How about that? <laughs> I ain't never seen it been done before. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Mm. Let's see. More crazy stuff. Um trying to think. More crazy stuff, people doing crazy things. Oh, well, yeah, I started talking about Chase Bliss. That's that's almost like it almost goes without saying. You know what I mean? It's like they've become so ubiquitous for crazy stuff and adventurous stuff. It's just like, oh, yeah, there's Chase Bliss. <laughs> it's like, of course, they're over there doing something crazy. Well, I, I look at Chase Bliss more like stuff that can be crazy, but can also be very, very not crazy and very traditional, but way more controllable. Yeah, it's like Joel has is just, you know, he takes an effect and then he just says, I want to give the end user control over mm, everything. <laughs> Basically. Like, I mean, really, that's mm-hmm. almost, that almost seems to be the ethos over there to some degree. Yeah. And it, uh, it, it, I love it. It kind of reminds me uh, at one time years ago, I wanted to uh, take a tube screamer. I, I don't think we talked about this yet. I wanted to take a tube screamer and for every resistor in the circuit that had effect on the sound, I wanted to make it into a potentiometer because Basically, a potentiometer, the pot, you can make it a variable resistor. It'll change resistance. Um, And so I thought, you know, that that would be like the ultimate tweak machine. Every capacitor on a switch. So you have like, you know, three different options for every capacitor. And every resistor has a knob. I mean, the pedal would be about the size of a table. But it's still still from a a nerdy DIY aspect, it would be fun. Didn't, oh man, I cannot remember for the life of me. Didn't Reverb just post something a few weeks ago that was like, it was a kind of a pedal like that. I I didn't look into it enough to really know what was going on because it was like a pedal the size of a large table and it had 4 billion stomp switches and knobs and regular switches on it. I can't remember what the deal was with that, but that was like some sort of, uh, if I remember correctly, it was some sort of weird DIY or maybe not DIY, but like open sourced project that, that a company put together. I'm not, I can't remember. Was it, it on was the one blog? of the craziest. Th- no, it wasn't on the blog. Uh, well actually I shouldn't say that it might've been on the blog. I seen it on their Instagram and I just scrolled back real quick to try to find it. So I wasn't completely making everything up and it was made by, it looks like it was made by a company called swirl effects and they called it the mega pedal. I don't know. I don't know exactly what all of the functions do, but it's got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. It looks like about almost 20 different stomp switches. I didn't totally count them, and I don't even want to guess how many knobs. Uh, it's it's a huge it's a huge thing, and uh, if you look, uh, they've got some gut shots on there too, and it's, it's just nuts. So if you go back to Reverb's Instagram and scroll back, uh, back, just before Nam, actually, back to around January. Wait, wait a minute, this is okay. So I, I'm trying to look at this without basically destroying my internet connection. It shows this is a four thousand dollar pedal. I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. Everything on it looks custom. I actually didn't know it was for sale. I thought it was like a publicity thing. So it's for sale for four grand. Yeah, on Reverb, four thousand dollars. Well, I mean, with a twelve percent price drop. Uh, from VFE says originally from Peter at VFE pedal. Oh, what? That's what really? it says. It says, oh. um, 
So, so the one I'm looking at, it basically looks like a chain of pedals that are hardwired into it, right? Yes. And, and then a ton what, of stomp like, switches. Yeah, it looks like it's maybe two feet wide or so. Looks like that. Let's see. Across there is three, six. There's nine, uh, let's call it normal-sized pedals wide, two rows deep. So there's 18 pedals on it and a lot of switches. <laughs> A lot of, yeah, a lot of stumps, which is, it's got like uh, spaceships and stuff for the artwork. Um, it's pretty cool. But if you look up, yeah, I guess if you look up the Swirl Effects Mega Pedal, you'll probably see what we're talking about. Yeah. But I did not realize that VFE had anything to do with it. That is, that is interesting. VFE has always been a really, really interesting company. See, this, this confuses me because the, the listing on Reverb is from Swirl Effects. Uh, and I'll just read through the description real quick. So it's not very long. Um, it says, uh, please send me a message if you're really interested with the offer option. If you happen to have special custom orders or something related to VFE stuff, send me a message to this listing. It's a very special pedal. Um, let's see. Read more. The Mega Pedal was first conceived as a promotional giveaway, which we gave away to one lucky customer in July 2012. Wow. That's a giveaway. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Whoa, 2012? So this has been out for... Oh, okay. It contains wow. 18 VFE effects, input-output buffers, tap tempo delay, a full patch bay on the back, and a, a seriously sweet graphic. Uh, we plan to upgrade it with programmable switching very soon. And let's see. After several requests, we decided to make the Mega Pedal available for purchase. We only had the parts to build a few of these. You could choose to have the stock version uh, or customize the color knobs, graphic effects to your specifications. Mega Pedal takes a very, very long time to build involving many steps, some of which, which must be custom done by our enclosure supplier. Because of this, it will take three to five months to build. Pricing ranges from $3,500 to $5,000 depending on options. Wow, Woo. that's Woo. that'd be a fun project. I mean, if I had the attention span that was a little bit more than a nat, of 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 what a gnat has, that would right. be a fun project. I would that, I would I would do. A, you know, that actually might be a fun year project for me. Just make a big pedal full of pedals. I mean, it could yeah. be fun, right? Like, it seems pretty cool. VFE, like, do you remember much about VFE? They're they're still around, but not totally. Right? Uh, is that the Vibram? Did they do the no, movie? no, 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 no. VFE is a a guy, uh, Peter. Oh, I forgot his last name. It's in the name. Like it's, I can't remember how you what his last. Oh, I'm doing so bad as a host. I can't remember anything today. I I remember uh, I remember VFE. I just don't remember what pedals they put out. They put out a lot of effects. If only um, there was a, a some place some website I could go to to search this. Yeah, like a database of sorts. Yeah, like That'd be great. Like if you could just type in like VFE effects. And then, like, go to a place that has what they offer. I wish there was something like that. It, but I just don't think the technology exists. Um, you know, if it, if there was something like that, it would probably show that they had products like the Dragon, the Pinball, the Standout, the Klein Bottle, etc. You know, the Klein Bottle is the one that I have, and that is essentially a crazy like routing mixer of of, of sorts. So, like, it's like a bunch of different loops with different like high and low pass filters on them 
and you can like plug other effects into those loops. It's it's I like honestly I got it and I was like I'm a little bit scared of this thing. I don't really know. What I do don't you, know if I'm ready for it. What do you do with it? it? Like from me looking at it here, it looks it looks just like it's a mixer. That's that's essentially what it is. It's like a mixer for your effects. So if you had this on a board, you would plug a bunch of different effects into it, and then using the mix the mixer, you would like each each uh, loop has high and low pass filters and like volume controls and mix controls on it. So it would totally radically change how you would use your normal effects. If you like put in a phaser in there, you could like, like say you put like a distortion and a phaser in one loop, you could blend, like you could A, adjust the high and low pass filters to get the sound you're looking for. B, it, you could mix it in with the dry signal. So you could have all these different signals running together and and have them all mixed in a totally different way and, and your your distortion would sound or whatever whatever you plugged into it would sound completely different. It's a, uh, it's pretty intense. It's, how do you, how do you control phasing really cool. issues? I believe there's some switching on there for that. I don't have it sitting in front of me, so I'd have uh, to. I, I, I'd have to oh, go wait, wait. find it. Okay, yeah, there is a phase. Looks like there's a phase thingy majigger on there, but I can't see it. Yeah, it's just a phase knob. Looks like. Hmm. Yeah, so you can just kind of like adjust it to taste basically and it would depend on what pedals you have in there whether you would have phasing issues or not but it looks like there's just one phase knob for one channel though that would should be like just the final output channel yeah but if you're if you're if you have three different pedals right three different Mm -hmm. pedals and i'm assuming this is running in parallel if it's like a mixer um if you if if two of those are out of phase with the one, but they're not in that channel, then what? Or, or I or, don't know. That's hmm. a good question. I mean, you know, I'm not knocking VFE. I'm just trying to I'm trying to think through this like a like a, if I was to use it, if I was to purchase it. Um, there's a hmm. there's another component to it, VFE that's kind of interesting. At least it is at very least unique. from my perspective. I dig the yeah, uniqueness. They, they um so peter like he i met him briefly at a smaller guitar show up here and um what's interesting about him is like he was running this effects company for quite a while um and he still does at a lower level but what he does and his his whole thing is taking pedals to the classroom where he teaches and teaches kid electronics via guitar pedals and oh that's right i forgot yeah Yeah, that he's he actually the teacher that's right yeah it's really cool really cool that he's doing that for the kids. And uh, I believe the Klein bottles were, uh, were all like a student project, like put together by the class and like the kids built the pedals and, and everything. So it was really kind of a cool, just a cool concept. all around. Hmm, That's one way to get your pedals built. Hmm. <laughs> I, need to, I need to start teaching at the local high school. All right, kids, today we're going to talk about overdrive pedals. Everybody turn your soldering iron on. <laughs> No, I'm not exploiting lo- you for cheap labor. Why would I do that? <laughs> uh, and uh, Peter, I'm just teasing. Man. I know you're not doing that. But if it but were Brian legal, might. it would be brilliant. <laughs> but Brian just might because, you know, in Indiana, they tend to look the other way on things like that. <laughs> oh, here in Indiana, here we've been talking about having public schools. Uh, oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> 
We've thought about it. We thought but about it. I don't it. know. I don't know. I don't know. Somebody's got to bring in the corn after harvest, though. I don't know. Uh, and I, I can I can make fun of that because literally that's what people do here. My my in fact my family, um, we were all farmers. Well, I wasn't necessarily. My grandpa was a farmer. We had hundreds of grandpa acres. Wampler. Yeah, it's literally. My grandpa plowing Wampler. the tone fields. Fact, if, to you, dig if up, you uh, trying to dig up fuzz pedals. Yeah, and here's a little something, little tidbit of information. Let me think. Of, let me think for a second whether I should actually release this information. Oh geez, <laughs> oh no. What are you doing, Yeah, Brian? it's fine. It's fine. So if you look on a map with, um, in Martinsville, Indiana, you'll see that there is a Wampler Road. And that's the area I grew up in. That's the area my family had a bunch of farm property there. And that's where Grandpa Wampler was to- was plowing the fields? That he is- was trying to dig up like germanium transistors or something? That is where Grandpa Wampler farmed the fields. Dad Wampler farmed the fields. Young little Brian used to walk to high school. I'd- would um, you know help? I didn't do a whole lot of farming, but I was the guy that had to carry the chemicals around and throw it on like weeds and stuff in the fields so they could ah. kill them. Yeah. So, and then we have big grain bins, so I would get inside of this grain bin and level out the corn. I I have hmm. done similar things. I didn't yep. grow up on a farm, but I did do some farm work back in the day when I was a kid. So I. I can relate to all that. Yeah. So there, there you go. A little tidbit of information for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, we got anything else, Brian? I got I think, a skedaddle. I, I think that's a great place to wrap up for this week because we did talk about some effects. We also talked about some other random things that others might find interesting. So, all right. So if you have any comments or questions, you can email podcast at wamplerpedals.com, which comes straight to me. Info at Tone Mob goes straight to Blake. Make sure after you get done listening to this podcast, you head over to ToneMob.com or just look up ToneMob on your podcast app and listen to his stuff. He had a great one that just came out. So uh, thanks for listening. We'll talk to everyone next week. Bye. Bye.